Selling is awesome. It's something I talk about all the time. It's something you've followed me. You know that we're focused on selling new business. But what happens if you sell stuff and they don't stick around and they quit and they leave and you get a big churn number? That sucks. Fortunately, I spoke to Harris Clark. He's the COO at Guide CX. Guide CX is an amazing tool that helps you keep those customers that you've sold. So if you're selling deals, you want to keep them. This shows you how to make sure that you're onboarding. It walks you through the whole process. It gives transparency to your buyers. Something that's really, really cool. And he goes through a lot of really interesting methods that you can use, a lot of ways that you can keep your customers happy and show that you care about what they're doing and make sure that that onboarding process goes really smoothly. So definitely check this out if you want to reduce your churn and increase your retention. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. That's right. This is Sastery in the Making. Welcome. Welcome. I am Matt. I am your host. I am super, super happy to have you here. By the way, if you don't know me, I help software founders and software leaders scale their company. And so we're going to talk a lot about how you can grow your company, how you can scale and get to the next level. I'm really excited for today's session because I've got Harris Clark with me. Harris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Matt. How are you? Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. I'm happy to have you here. So uh, let me just explain to everybody who you are, Harris. So Harris is the COO of GuideCX. GuideCX is a client onboarding and implementation platform that keeps your clients at the center of every project by providing complete visibility into the work. Really what GuideCX does, it helps you deliver projects faster with fewer issues and it accelerates the time to value for your customers. I know that's a big issue for a lot of my clients. So I'm really excited to see how this is going to happen. Also, Harris, as the chief operating officer at Guide CX, he brings a unique skill set from his decade plus experience in big data, customer experience, and diplomatic relations to unlock insights and provide products aimed at elevating the B2B customer experience. So he certainly knows his stuff. You're going to want to listen to this man. And I'm looking forward to this. So, Harris, once again, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure, really, Matt. Thank you for having me. For sure. So let's kick it off. Tell me, what do you. What have you been up to lately and what's going on with you? Um, you know, lately we, we've been having a, a lot of fun with our customers and just kind of spreading the word of improving that moment of customer onboarding. Uh, there, there are so many people out there who are trying to uh, trying to find a way to help their customers get up and running in a delightful way, in a way that makes it smooth, makes it easy, meets and exceeds their expectations and ultimately leads to long-term relationships. And in SaaS, that's the name of the game. You, you need customers to stay with you, to grow with you, to refer new business to you. And nothing sets the table on the stage like that other, better than a, a good onboarding experience. I totally agree. I think it's super important. It's something I talk with my clients a lot about. And one of my big focuses is new sales and yeah. growing uh, additional new logos. But really, it doesn't matter how great you do at the upfront new sales stuff if you can't keep them, right? It, absolutely. It, it's tough to outsell churn. And yeah. you know, in, in SaaS, you, you need to be selling and you need to be bringing new revenue in. Uh, and I, I love working with our sales team every chance I get. Uh, and yeah, there's, there's, there's a, a huge value to the business uh, that's critical in keeping new business coming through the door. But just as you said, Matt, if you don't quickly show value to those customers that are coming through the door, word spreads much faster than you can outpace with new sales and new revenue. 
so it's just, it, it's fundamental. Uh, you've got to find a way to nail that experience early and often. One thing we've been working with our customers on a lot lately is uh, just that a more collaborative onboarding experience. Um, some people are used to almost, hey, I'm going to send you a spreadsheet or I'm going to send you a PowerPoint deck after this kickoff call. And these are going to be all the things we need you to do. And please trust that we're working on X, Y, and Z on our side. But to some extent, that's not cutting it anymore. You know, um, even if it's just subconscious, people are expecting and they're used to what they see in their consumer lives, which is Amazon going as far as sending a photo of the package on the doorstep when it gets to you. Um, but before that, if it's late, they're sending you an email telling you it's late. Um, as soon as you order, they're sending you confirmation telling you when to expect it. And, you know, uh, Domino's and Pizza Hut are picking up on this. Uh, flights are tracked. You know, there's so much in our life that is trackable. And you mm -hmm. think about the difference between that and the experience of purchasing a software. You know, I could sign a million dollar contract with a SaaS company and have no idea when I should be up and running using that service that I just got. And again, like I said, even if it's just subconscious, that's just not cutting it anymore. There, there are some things that happen in the brain if you buy something and you don't have it yet, or you're not using it yet, that you really need to get out ahead of. Um, you know, the founder of FedEx famously said, one day the information about the package will be as important as the package itself. And that's bearing true in SaaS, um, where the information about where you stand how, when you'll be able to use and get the value out of what you paid for is uh, becoming more and more impo important in this world. Yeah, that, I completely agree. I, I want to go way back. How did the idea for Guide CX come about? Oh, man, uh, it's a good story. And I'll, I'll tell, uh, I guess I'll tell a little bit of my own story and then and, and talk about where it intersects with our founder, uh, Peter Ord. Um, so I, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and I, uh, you know, had... My parents were divorced. My dad lived on Capitol Hill. My mom uh, in Bethesda, Maryland, just right over the border there. And my dad was the type who would send me on the metro train alone when I was eight years old to go wow. back home. And my mother didn't love that, uh, but it, you know, it certainly taught me at an early age to uh, take matters into my own hands and to you know Great. Uh, try to solve. You problems. learned independence, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not to get too rattled, also when things don't go well. Um, when I was young, I was a, an Olympic level sleeper. Um, I could sleep through anything in any circumstance and I'd often fall asleep on the train and sometimes wake up at the end of the line or well past my stop and had Man. to learn to not panic and just get up, go to the other side of the tracks and ride, ride back the other way. Um, and being in, in the Washington area, you know, I, I wanted to get into politics. I, I really wanted to help people. And, uh, I thought, you know, Hey, I, it, you know, it, this might be a good way to help as many people as I possibly can. Um, but got pretty disillusioned um, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, it just there, there's so much time spent, uh, you know, either campaigning for election or for re-election. And I, I had fabulous experiences at the Department of Justice and the State Department. Um, but my uh, my attention was kind of turned more towards uh, software and, and business and hey you know this could really be a way to help a lot of people uh you know in in a, in a quick in a quick in quick order and uh you know i just wanted to yeah help people work better together help people get done what they needed to get done and uh yeah so SaaS uh, kind of became more and more interesting to me and i was working at a big data company 
And I, it was so fun because the, the whole goal was to get the right information in the right person's hand so they could do their mm-hmm. job well. And everyone from a sales rep to an engineer to uh, you know someone in marketing to your, your support team, uh, make sure everyone knew where they stood and what needed to be worked on. And you know, kind of this like proliferation of data. Um, but as a SaaS product, it required an implementation. And I quickly became frustrated at how often implementations would turn into months and mm-hmm. uh, frankly, sometimes over a year. And okay. that's not how every implementation was. Uh, sometimes people were up and running quickly and smoothly, but I started to see this problem over and over again, it really started to nag at me where, you know, customers, uh, you know, you, if you think of the SaaS buying life cycle, right? Hopefully, eventually you get to a point where somebody is really excited to purchase this software. They think I have found the tool that speaks to exactly what I need to solve and it's going to help. I know I'm going to need to get my team around it. We're going to use it a certain way, but this tool is going to help change my business. That's why someone buys a SaaS software, right? Exactly. And then you go from that enthusiasm, not to mention the sales rep's enthusiasm, who's closing a deal and retiring some quota and uh, there's all this excitement and then all too often you'd get into implementation and it was, you know, a call 30 days down the road to that sales rep from the customer saying, you know, where are we at? Like, I thought we'd be up and running right now. I thought, you know, I, I, I was excited to X, Y, and Z, and now I'm not, like, you know, I'm still waiting. And, you know, so this, uh, th- this became more and more of uh, a frustration of mine and something I felt like there's got to be kind of a cliche, like there's got to be a better way, right? Like <laughs> that something better has to exist. Uh, sure. And around that time, I got introduced um, by a mutual friend to a gentleman named Peter Ord um, and Todd White, who uh, were working on this solution that would solve this onboarding problem and would make it a little more like tracking a package or tracking a pizza. Like, hey, let, what if we were transparently showing people how they were doing during onboarding? So not only how far they were, but you know, have they done all the tasks they need to do? Have the, has the internal team done all the things they need to do? Because often in an implementation or in customer onboarding, you're waiting or relying on the on another party to do certain things, mm-hmm. right? It's not all one-sided. If it were, mm-hmm. then you know it could it could go uh, a lot faster uh, in in most cases. And uh, you know, so they were really passionate about this. And where it came from them was uh, they were on the sales side uh, at another SaaS company, and leading sales teams. You know, they had, uh, which, you know, it is relatively common where if a customer didn't go live and never ended up paying for the service, they would do commission clawback with the sales team, right? And it's not a nice conversation to have, um, especially if the salesperson says, well, you know, this, this was a good deal. This was a good customer. I don't know what I I could have done differently, but now you're calling back my commission. And you know, again, just it started happening too much to the point where, you know, Peter felt like there's got to be a better way. And he went to, you know, his investors and, you know, these CXO summits and um, was surprised to learn that almost every recommendation was a cobbling together of a bunch of different solutions. Like, oh, yeah, for onboarding at our company, we use, you know, this spreadsheet solution, we use email, we send this and, you know, this is the kind of the structure that we have our team follow, but there was no tool dedicated to solving this problem. 
Mm. And if you think about customer onboarding, like that moment of customer onboarding, it's a really unique, like every cliche you've ever heard about first impressions applies here. Of course. Like it's a really yeah. unique moment where you have the customer's full attention and you have an opportunity to help, again, transform their business. You're, you're trying to get them to implement something that they're excited about. Um, but, and so if that goes successfully, you know, the renewal, the referrals, the growth, they're all right. in such a better position to succeed. Whereas if, if it goes poorly, uh, it just falls off the rails. Um, mm -hmm. So Peter did the work to start interviewing people that he didn't know, kind of, you know, second degree connections on LinkedIn, if you will. Um, you know, interviewed hundreds of people, um, got uh, early prototypes built, uh, and then, yeah, slowly but surely, got, I, I think it was 14 people on a free version, 11 of them converted to paying customers, and uh, and then, you know, kind of off to the races from there. For a while, it was just Peter, Todd, and I, and, you know, we, uh, we were all working from home, uh, and this was before remote work was fashionable. It was just, we had no office. And, uh, you know, company meetings at a local grocery store, trying, <laughs> thinking about, uh, you know, what could happen and what could, you know, what could become of this. And, you know, now it's exciting to have, we've got customers like, you know, T-Mobile and Aon wow. and GoTo and Equifax on, on our product. And um, it's, yeah, we, we get, there are hundred people at our company and we're, we're, we're growing and growing. Um, but in so many ways, it feels like we're, you know, barely 1% done, like the, the hunger for, you know, onboarding customers better is just getting higher and higher in, in the industry. So yeah, it's been an exciting uh, ride. I love it. What a fascinating story. And I love that, you know, a lot of my early success came from great timing. It sounds like the timing yeah. was perfect, how you yeah. just started to have this idea while they came to you. It's just, it's yeah. just amazing how that happens sometimes. But uh, I know that a lot of those, those companies are struggling. You said they're cobbling together multiple systems and spreadsheets yeah. and email to try and make it happen. Are you seeing a lot of projects fail in, in onboarding? I mean, from my uh, side on the sales side, we see it a lot. It's frustrating, like you said, for the salespeople to have a great deal. You put it through, you worked hard on it, and then it kind of fails. Are you guys seeing that happen a lot? Well, not with GuideCX. But well, not yeah, with we, your system. We, I mean, we, just out there, we, people not realizing the right way. Yeah, we do. We, we do all, all too often. Uh, and, and it's what's driven kind of this mission to help people work better together in these onboarding moments, because it, it shouldn't be that way. You know, again, there's all this excitement, um, but way too often those fail because the, the wrong person, you know, was CC'd on this email or something slipped through the cracks or people just didn't know what was expected of them. And in onboarding, it's just critical to have transparency on what is happening right now, what needs to happen next, who's assigned to those things, and what the payoff is of doing that. You know, is is this going to allow you to use X amount of our product? Is this going to allow you to finish your onboarding? Is this going to allow you to get over whatever hurdle uh, we discussed previously? You know, where are we at? Who needs to do what next? And what's what are we going to get out of that? Is just it's fundamental, and it. You know, there are so many great project managers out there uh, and they are working hard to do those things manually, you know, um, crafting just the perfect status update for the team, making sure that the exact right people are copied, making sure that their team understands, um, you know, there's a saying in project management of herding cats, uh, making sure that you've got everyone together and moving in the right direction. Um, but Guide CX is really aimed at automating those things that 
a computer can do, like, you know, status update reminders, where are we at, what has to happen next, who's doing what and when. Um, if something changes on the timeline, like some, uh, you know, a date is missed, um, according, accordioning out the overall timeline, forecasting a new end date, or pulling it in if things are getting completed faster than expected and the velocity is increasing. Uh, you know, one of the great things that we take for granted with package tracking is you get this like anticipation uh, that they tell you of when it's coming. Uh, mm -hmm. I ordered something on Amazon just last week and it's supposed to be coming tomorrow. So when I'm leaving home from work tomorrow, I'm going to be excited. Uh, and, you know, I'll, I'll get a picture uh, of that thing on my doorstep. And in SaaS onboarding, we should strive to have the same thing. There should be a forecast of, wow, great. You signed your contract today. You know, Mrs. Customer, Mr. Customer, we're so thrilled to be working with you. We have you forecasted to go live on this date based on the plan that we put together. Um, nice. And then if things change, you should be able to say that forecast is now pulled forward. You know, we're excited to say we should be live this month rather than next month. Or, hey, it's pushed out. And here are the reasons it's been pushed out. We're waiting on your team to do this, this, and this, or this is taking us longer than expected. Um, so much satisfaction in customer experience in general, let alone onboarding, so much satisfaction is derived from having your expectations met. And this is something that is not understood well enough. Um, everyone wants to promise the world, right? But you can't promise the world and deliver Delaware. Mm -hmm. And no, uh, no disrespect to Delaware. <laughs> my, uh, Delaware. My, my parents recently moved to Delaware. I, it's it's a great state. It's the first state, uh, if anyone's looking for <laughs> trivia. Um, but you know, be be clear about what to expect, and then meet those expectations. Uh, and if those expectations are met, you're 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 off on the right foot. Um, but having a tool like GuideCX then allows that project manager to take all the bandwidth they spent on status updates. You know, the the herding of cats making sure the right people are involved, chasing down this assignment or that assignment and kind of up-level their time, right? Where they can be more managing the relationship, uh, expectation handling, uh, making sure to call out where things are off track or on track and uh, really refining like those potential bottlenecks ahead of time um, so that things can move smoothly. I love it. So the tool is doing all that. It's making sure that the project runs through smoothly. It's giving updates. It's keeping everything transparent. That's what it does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it, wow. it kind of creates this one common arena that everyone can see and participate in on what needs to happen. And you can templatize your project plan. So, hey, we have an onboarding for this product type or this product type or this product type, and this is the plan. And if they purchase both of these, well, let's deploy both of these templates and stitch them together in a way that shows the forecast for the whole, uh, the whole you know, work that we're going to do together. And wow. That way, everyone has access. Um, even if they don't log in, the system will speak to them. A another kind of nod that we took from the consumer space is you don't necessarily have to log in to, you know, uh, Domino's website or Amazon's website or Delta's website to get updates on, you know, your flight package or pizza. They'll send you push notifications or emails or things like that. Uh, and so it's the same with Guide CX, where even if you don't log in, you'll get all the information you need, whether that's, hey, review this attachment, and then you'll get, you know, hey, click here if you're done, click here if you're stuck, give us the reason. Um, so someone can get everything they need inside or, or outside of the product. But that kind of collaborative onboarding, it just, it, it, it creates 
waves of change in terms of the speed to get customers through the process and also the satisfaction they have because it's, you know, their, their expectation has been set much more appropriately, much more uh, directly about what they need to do on their side and what your company is doing on, on your side. I love it. It seems like such a strong way to do it. And something that I'm thinking about is from the sales perspective, that's something you can sell a lot of times prospects. And when they're thinking about becoming customers, they're worried about that implementation. They're scared of all the steps that they're going to have to go through. And if you can say, Hey, we've got a process, we've got a system, we've got people in place that are going to make this super simple for you. And here's a story about how Sherry was scared as well, but then she went through it and realized how easy it is. This is what she said. I mean, I just feel like that's part of what you can sell to get people over that scared hump of, Oh man, I've got to go through this implementation. Right. Matt, you're a hundred percent right. I I can't tell you how many customers of ours have come to us and said, Hey, you know, we've actually started to use this in our sales cycle because our good prospects ask us what onboarding looks like and the prospects who don't ask, we are telling them. And it's now an extra arrow in our quiver, an extra feather in our cap when it comes to our competitors who aren't as vocal or proactive about how they're going to onboard. So, you know, we're going up against a competitor and we say, Hey, by the way, this is our onboarding experience and they'll show guide CX and they'll show the product plan. Sometimes they'll even invite them preemptively to the project and they'll have like a, you know, closing sales milestone of tasks. And then it's like, Hey, you can see the rest of your onboarding right here, right beyond getting past this contract signature task. And they're in there, they can see it. They can see what they would have to do and uh, the forecast for how long it would take if they were to sign up today. Um, and again, it accordions out if it's you know going to take longer than that, or if things get pushed back. Um, but yeah, we, I, we've even had customers lose deals. And then their their lost customers, hopefully this makes sense, their lost customers experience in onboarding was so poor with their competitor, but they remembered what they showed about how they would be taken through an experience with uh, with them using GuideCX that they've come back to them and said, hey, wow, you remember what you showed us, you know, we, we left uh, the, the person, the company that we went to because we just had such a hard time in onboarding, getting mm-hmm. up and running. Um, and now, you know, we, we want to give it a go with you all. Like there is, um, there is, I I was talking earlier about what happens in the brain when you've purchased something, but you're not using it yet. Um, there are these two parts of the brain that light up like the 4th of July, uh, and they center around fear in your kind of amygdala, like the more primal part of your brain that just like a buyer's remorse. Um, yeah, little, so like... the, buyer, the buyer's remorse actually comes uh, more in like the, I think it's the prefrontal uh, cortex, um, but where value is, uh, okay. is associated. Um, but fear and fear and value are, are, are the two. And, and the value is like, yeah, are we, are we getting out of this what we should be getting out of it? You know, am mm-hmm. I, I going to get what I paid for or what I expected to pay for? That fear is the anxiety um that is like i don't know what's going to happen next kind of fear of the unknown and and more anxiety in SaaS. uh hopefully you're not causing fear for your customers yeah Uh, no kidding you know it's it's more an anxiety of of not knowing what's going to happen next um and then the value lighting up saying yeah did, did, did did i really buy the right thing um having that potential for buyer's remorse and what GuideCX is designed to do and what you should be trying to do and everything you do when it comes to onboarding and customer experience is look at your whole process and ask yourself, 
does this part of our process either provide an antidote to anxiety or a reinforcement to value? Mm. And take that from soup to nuts in the whole process, uh, you know, post sales, uh, even in the sales cycle, uh, you want to be doing this. But, you know, when you when you have a new customer, it is you've got a really special uh, business wise sacred moment with them to prove that they are going to get what they paid for and more. It's beautiful. And if you can look at every part of your process and say, okay, this is designed to be an antidote to anxiety. Like we're, we're going to reduce some fear here. We're going to make sure they have transparency. We're going to make, I mean, that's how the tracking code was born, right? With FedEx, like, Hey, people yep. need to know where their stuff is. Um, or this part is designed to reinforce value. We're going to get them so excited about this feature, this opportunity, this thing that they're going to be able to do um, that they won't, you know, that they won't be able to not see how, um, you know, how great this is. Um, and even better if you can do both uh, in the same moment of your customer experience. But throughout, I mean, yeah, go, go through everything and analyze and ask yourself and your teams, hey, does this provide an antidote to anxiety or does this provide a reinforcement to the value that we're providing them? That's beautiful. And if you can constantly be focusing on that and thinking about that, that's I agree, it's going to help you post-sales, but pre-sales as well. If you're thinking about how you're going to be able to message everything and get everybody yeah. understanding what is going to help them with what, I mean, I think that's... Phenomenal. In fact, everything you've shared, Harris, is amazing. Unfortunately, we're out of time, but this has been so good. And it's been very interesting to see a deeper dive view of how we can make sure that we're getting our best customers onboarded, adopting the product, getting first value, and really you know, uh, being successful. So we reduce churn significantly. I, th I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So I want to make sure everybody can learn more about what you're doing and, and Guide CX. What are the best ways to get in touch with you or learn more? Uh, LinkedIn, LinkedIn would probably be the best way. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can find me just with a little search, uh, Harris Clark and send me a message. I, uh, I genuinely mean this, uh, you know, anyone who wants to talk about this or, or get help or coaching, uh, obviously I'd love it if you'd use guide CX, but even if you just want advice or to talk through what your onboarding process looks like, I, I'm very passionate about it. I, I think about it all day, night. So, um, yeah, reach out and I'd be happy to help. And, in any way that I can, um, you know, there's, yeah, there, there's a, a huge, a disproportionate impact that a good onboarding can have to your relationship with your customers. So any way I can help, I'd be happy to. That's phenomenal. That's such a great perspective and, and something I believe totally as well. So Harris, this has been great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks, Matt. Until next time. Have a good one. Absolutely. And everybody else out there, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, thanks for listening on the podcast network. It's been great having you here. And if you like this, make sure you're subscribed to the show. We've got a lot of cool people coming up every single week for you, just like Harris. You don't want to miss out on any of that. So hit that subscribe button. That way you're going to get notified and you'll get all the goods all the time. Thank you very much for coming and we'll see you next time. Take care.